and Hinkley. Okay. All right. So do you do a little bit of Elvis when you go in the jail? No jailhouse rock. No jailhouse rock? I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> they might not find that funny. Okay. <laughs> let's have a couple others. Let's have a few others just come on up here and help me. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, once again, as a church family, we send forth part of our church family. And we know part of that sending is undergirding with prayer. Just like the early church when they sent forth people. And we thank you for your anointing that will be, we, we just are believing for life-changing ministry flowing forth from bended knee from this team of people going forth in the prison in Bismarck and the prison in Jamestown and also in the churches in Mora and Hinckley, Lord. We pray for traveling safety. Amen. Lord, that your angels may be for and behind them as they travel and just help them with, with all of the details that come up. But Lord, we believe for life-changing lives of people turning for eternity, turning to you, turning their eyes upon Jesus and looking full in your wonderful face that the things of this earth will grow strangely dim, yes, in the light of your glory and grace. And Lord, we know you are going with them. The Lord ministered with them. Amen. Lord, we know that you're going with them in this trip. And we're thankful for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. We also lift up Adam and then Jeremo, who are still uh, ministering in the Mideast there, Lord. Father, we lift them before you right now, and we thank you for what has happened. There are great things we know have already taken place. And we thank you now for a safe journeys home for them as well. But we thank you for the links and all the things that have happened there now. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you can greet each other. We'll release the children um, to their classes. And hallelujah. Okay, we will move along. This isn't the fellowship hour, so we will continue here. No problem. My mother's the worst one. <laughs> Uh, her the best one. Okay. Just a few thoughts concerning our tithes and offerings and then a few announcements. I do want to want to give a big thank you to all that helped with our work day last week, the youth, the service. Last Sunday was just so good. 
so thankful for our young people here. And, um, but also then the work that was accomplished, a lot of stuff happened in the, the areas needing it. And also the financial uh, offerings that are coming in for the building fund. Just thank you for them. They're doing so well there. Uh, there's a scripture in Genesis 8:22. It says, "While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease." <clears throat> and you know the thing is, like I planted some of these, I found uh, a seed that works really good. It's called Grand Rapids lettuce, and I uh, planted some of that, and it's coming up already. So you know you plant lettuce seed, and what do you get? You get lettuce. You plant radish seeds, we get a harvest of radishes. When we plant uh, peppers, we get what? Peppers. Well, when we, <laughs> when we plant financial seeds into an offering for like the church house, will yield a harvest of God's supply for my or your personal building needs, I believe, when planted in faith and with a cheerful, right heart. Uh, planting seeds by lovingly giving or donating of my time, your time, time, for the church family by working on church house needs will produce a harvest of God's seed for my personal needs. Building needs, it can be, your needs. I came across a scripture recently in my devotion time, Hebrews 6.10. It says, For God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you showed for his name when you served the saints and you continue to serve. That's simply the way that it works. And one way to serve the saints, your church family, is to pitch in and help on work days like we had last Sunday and whenever you or whenever else you came, there's been other times a lot of folks have come too. And there will be more opportunities coming in the days that lie before us as we're preparing to re-enter there. Now let's look at that scripture again. While the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. You know, Joyce and I have seen that in our lives as we've planted Seeds, and I'm sure most of you have as well. Um, and when we have a specific need for our house or something that we're needing to do, that are giving towards building needs of others or like the church, it's like planting a seed, which will result in a harvest from God for our own needs. And but we must always remember that God is the source; He's our source of all things. As a church family as our own families and we give toward needs outside ourselves because of God's love in us and this giving from a motive of love not from a motive of greed will bring forth a harvest towards our personal needs an important factor is that we believe God's word concerning seed time and harvest and expect that it will bring forth fruit and we must always remember that it comes from our source, our loving Heavenly Father. This is just the way that it works. This is the way that God has set things in the earth. 
We have recently given, as a church family, a $1,000 offering or gift to two churches in the area. Close by Erskine is one. It's a new True Ridge church. And then also one in Marshall, where they had a building program. And that's good seed that I believe will bring forth a harvest of funds that are needed for us to do what's, what we're doing here in our church house in Tintstrike. And um, the way that these seeds produce a harvest is when they are planted in faith, when we are believing that these seeds will bring forth a harvest, and we can give or plant seed into our building fund for our church house now for funds needed beyond what the insurance covers. There are certain things that won't be covered by the insurance. An example is $5,000 for extra insulation that was needed uh, to bring it up to where it's more energy efficient. And for this giving, you know, we, we give what the Lord puts on our heart. Um, this morning, Danny Dudley gave this for the church, and he's been working on this he's been, for weeks. He's been doing this, and he keeps talking about, what's that? Since, since the roof collapsed, and he, said, he points to his knee, he says, ooh, owie. And he's talking about the church, and he wants to, he's been working on this. I'd heard about this, that he was working on it, and this morning he came and gave it to me. This is for the church. This is his offering for the, to, to fix the owie. And um, that speaks so much, voluminous. Um, but for this, for this giving, yeah, that is worth it. <clears throat> How old is Danny now? Three. Hallelujah. But, uh, but for this giving, we can use our offering envelopes there, indicate for building fund if you would like to give it toward that. Um, we can also now give online and in our, at our TCC website. Um, and once you've entered that website, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a donate icon for giving to TCC. You can use debit, credit, or PayPal there. It shows. Hallelujah. And Lord, we do pray over all these offerings, including Danny's, Lord. And we just... Thank you. It's given as unto you, our high priest. Lord, we give it unto you. And we thank you for your blessing on it as we give it from a heart of love, not a heart of greed. And we do know that you will multiply the seed just like your word says, so that in turn we may be able to give again. And so we give you thanks for that. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Uh, the place, we don't pass the plate, but there's a box on the shelf there by the sound booth that you can give offerings. No meal today. Uh, and then, what time is church next Sunday? Nine o'clock. And spread the word. Spread the word. I know a lot of folks gone this week with the Memorial Weekend and graduations and everything, so spread it out. Text somebody that wasn't here, let them know, remind them. I wonder who will show up at 10.30. <laughs>
next Sunday we'll have to see. Oh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's get to the word here. A message for the morning. This could be called part six of Reigning in Life, but really the focus today is it's going to be on bodily healing is included in Christ's redemptive work. The Lord would have us to reign in life, and this is part of it. And as we take of the, partake of the Lord's Supper, and visitors are welcome, by the way, believers in Christ, to partake with us. Uh, as we partake of Holy Communion, we remember that a part of what Jesus brought to us through his suffering and sacrificial death is healing for our bodies. And on this Memorial Sunday, as Kent was mentioning, we remember and we honor those who gave their lives in service to our country. Some giving the ultimate sacrifice. I know my dad, he came back physically. You know, he wasn't killed, but it definitely had effect even on his health, what he went through in World War II. And there's something about it when we sing the song and we honor the flag. I, I can just tell I start to tear up, and I'm not sure why I always do that. But uh, it's there, it's something to the heart. But we also remember the one, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is God and man, gave the ultimate sacrifice of his life for you and me. For God so loved you and me that he gave his only begotten Son for our complete salvation, for the adversities that come against us in this life, and God does not intend for us to be living under the current circumstances and troubles in our lives. He does not desire that we live a life of misery and defeat. Do you agree with me on this? Well, Pastor Joel Esteen, who you probably have heard of, he, this is something from a calendar of his, and he's in agreement. He says, misery is optional. Psalm 119, 116 says... Upon me, uphold me according to your word that I may live and do not let me be ashamed of my hope. You may have heard that trouble is inevitable, but misery is optional. Trouble descends on all of us from time to time, but we can decide whether to fall apart or to pull it together. That's his quote. Um, Bible her hope is Firm is the firm expectation of good things coming. Living with Jesus as my Lord, I will never be ashamed of this hope, and I make the decision that I will live my life accordingly. I decide that I will live my life as though I believe in God and in the promises, the truth that I find in His Word. Our Father God desires that we receive his full salvation so that we may live as an overcomer in this life. Now, today, right where we are. It's kind of like that old song, Brighten the Corner Where You Are. You know that song or remember it? You know, once we have received of God's power and love, he desires that the room that we are in right now Wherever it is, wherever we are, it'll be impacted by the glory of his presence flowing out from you. 
And he desires that the light of his love and light will shine forth from you like the light of a bright city set on a hill and how it brightens and impacts the night around it. I can see at night when it's a dark night, I can see the lights of Bemidji from my place. I can see the lights there shining out. Matthew 5:14, starting, it's, Jesus said this, You are the light of the world. You cannot hide a city that is on a mountain. Men do not light a lamp and put it under a basket. They put it on a table so that it gives light to all the house. Let your light shine in front of men. Then they will see the good things you do and will honor your Father who is in heaven. The darker the surroundings, the more the light shines. That truth applies to the darkness of our life circumstances as well. We know that we all encounter life circumstances. We all encounter problems and troubles of varying degrees, right? Is there anyone here who hasn't yet? I doubt it very much. But God's light, which is characterized by his life and love and power, has been imparted to us through the Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of God now resides inside of you and me, and he is greater than any circumstances or trouble in my life or in your life. Here's a quote I just heard yesterday from Corey Ten Boom. She said, There is nothing too great for God's power, and there is nothing too small for his love. And you know this includes sickness, disease, and other weaknesses and infirmities of our bodies. God's salvation includes healing for our physical bodies. I'm going to say that again. God's salvation includes healing for our physical bodies. Say it with me. God's salvation includes healing for our physical bodies. As we face sickness, disease, and other physical challenges by looking to God for help, His light, His life, power, love and power, they will move through our spirit and affect our entire being, including our physical bodies. And this happens as we look to Him, as we seek Him, as we wait upon Him relying upon him, meditating on his word, drawing upon his vast resources, and then experience his life, his love, his joy, his peace, his healing and restoration. Living in victory over sin and sickness, it's not about us, it's about him. Poke your neighbor right now and say, it's not about you, it's about him. Come on, do that. Poke, poke your neighbor and tell him that. It's not about you, it's about Jesus. And it really is about what he has already done for us. Just like he has already done and paid the price for our sin to be wiped off and out, he has paid the price for our physical bodies to be whole. 1 John 4, 9, and there's some of these capitalizations that are mine. And... I'll show there's a parenthesis there too, but God's love was revealed among 
And then in, you'll see in the footnote underneath there, or you could say, God's love was revealed in us. His love revealed in us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Living through Jesus. That song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, just so flowed with this. Or Jesus living through us, we could say. And this way, is this the way? This is the way that we can best reign as kings in life. In this life. In the area of physical health. God's love, his life, his light, his power, his wholeness are revealed in us through his son, Jesus. We have the privilege of becoming recipients for ourselves and then conductors of this love, this life, this light, this power, this wholeness to those in the world around us. The world around us. Where would that be? Help me out here. Where would it be? Just say it. In our homes. Where else? Workplace. Community. In the schools. Downtown. Uptown. On the street corners. In the boat. In the yard. In the stands at a baseball game on the field in a baseball game, wherever we are, this power flowing like a river of life, a river of love, light, and wholeness from us and out to people is what Jesus said would happen to us when the Holy Spirit fills us. This is actually the same power of God that Jesus was anointed with when he walked on the earth in the flesh. The same power. Acts 10.38, and you know that God anointed this is Peter's sermon to Cornelius and in the group there. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And that's the Greek word dunamis, like dynamite power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Jesus went about. He was anointed by God. And he went forth, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. We are anointed of God. Jesus said this in Acts 1.8. But you will receive what? Power. That's that same Greek word, dunamis, that Jesus received and went about doing good with. Doing good. Healing is good. Sickness is bad. But you will receive power, he said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That means Tent Strike, Bemidji, North Home, Callier, wherever you're from, wherever you live. Let's look at this commission of Jesus, these 
words in Mark 16. And Jesus said to them, As you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved, and whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. And these miracles, these miracle signs, will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in new tongues. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. And they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. Who's they? That's us. Jesus said it. Jesus said they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. And after saying these things, Jesus was lifted up into heaven and sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of God. And the apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere as the Lord himself, listen to this, and see he's going to the Bismarck jail, he's going to the Saint uh, James Downs jail, he's going wherever we go, see. Jesus, Jesus, the apostles went out announcing the good news everywhere as the Lord himself consistently, not on again, off again, consistently worked with them. He worked with them. He worked with them. He worked with them, validating the message they preached with miracle signs that accompanied them. Healing of our bodies is a part of the wonderful news of the gospel. Can I hear an amen? Our communion table proclaims God's great redemptive sacrifice of his son Jesus. One part of what it proclaims is healing of our physical bodies. And we have been commissioned by Jesus to preach. That simply means to proclaim or to tell openly the wonderful news of the gospel. And yes, say it again, healing of our bodies is a part of it. I believe it's a part of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And I say it boldly to you. I believe it's a part of the redemptive work. I really do. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 talks about the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says here, Yet he, that's Jesus himself, bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. He bore them. That's past tense. Actually, when it was written, it was looking ahead, but now it's past tense. This was written 700 years before he did it. Now we're looking back to the cross. We're looking back to the stripes and the cross. Our. Who is our? It's you and it's me. Our sicknesses. And he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions 
Crushed because of our iniquities, punishment for our peace, shalom, which talks of wholeness and nothing missing, nothing broken, was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. Derek Prince on the subject of iniquity there, he says, iniquity is rebellion and all of its evil consequences, including sickness and disease. All our iniquity was visited on Jesus that we might obtain the good. Here's more of what Jesus has brought forth for us. Luke 4, when he came to Nazareth where he had been raised, he went into the synagogue and as he always did on the Sabbath day, when Jesus came to the front to read the scripture, they handed him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and read where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, new eyes for the blind, and to preach to prisoners, you are set free. Free, I have come to share the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. After he read this, he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the minister and sat down. Everyone stared at Jesus, wondering what he was about to say. And then he added, he said, these scriptures came true today in front of you. And the passage from Isaiah that Jesus quoted just here was from the 61st chapter, which talks about the Jubilee. The Jubilee is the time and the season when everything which has been lost is restored. This includes health in our bodies. Jesus here proclaims himself as the fulfillment of the Jubilee prophecies. This is Jesus' clear mission statement for himself. And it is now also his commissioning statement for us. He wants us to receive for ourselves all the benefits of this jubilee. We now today can because of him. Let's not pass over or ignore any of the benefits represented by this communion table that's before us today. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. And by Jesus, we are now commissioned, we are, to go forth and tell the good news of all these benefits to every creature. Jesus wants us well in our bodies, in our minds, in our emotions, in our relationships, and in our finances. And he desires that we be fit and ready to be his voice in the earth today, to shout from the housetops, that the Savior, the Healer, has come. He is our Savior for whatever needs saving in our life. And Jesus desires to help you today 
He desires to save you today in whatever way that you need saving. And as we partake of the Lord's Supper today, this Holy Communion, let's believe that the life, the love, the light, the power, the wholeness of God truly does reside in us by God's Spirit. And let's receive the Jubilee for ourselves where all that has been lost is restored. And then let's also receive a renewed empowering to go out and preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. I'm going to ask Kent and the team to come up and we're going to sing the last verse of that song, Turn Your Eyes on Jesus. As they're getting up there, I'm going to read this scripture about communion. 1 Corinthians 11. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup. And by the way, those that will be passing out, if you would come forward now too. Not passing out, but passing out the elements. We won't let you pass out. I know it's a little warm in here, but hallelujah. We got air conditioning in the other sanctuary coming. Okay. And when he has given thanks, he broke it and he said, Take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup after saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Hallelujah. Let's sing that together. Things of earth will 
verse again. His word shall not fail could personally pay the penalty receive the condemnation and the punishment for every person in northern Minnesota for the whole world Jesus did it for you now we receive this morning as we partake of the communion his broken body he took it and he broke it and he said this is my body it's broken for you and that Y-O-U is as much you as anyone who has ever breathed on this planet I hope you heard what I just said I hope I heard what I just said Jesus and Jesus we know you're here with us now we know you confirmed your word I believe as we partake of this bread that healings are going to come into bodies but you see it's from the inside out you might say from the inside out inside out from our spirit he's within us so let's partake of that bread right now. We receive from you, we believe. We're believers. 
We don't know everything and we don't understand everything, but we are believers. We are believers in your word, what we do know. And Lord, we thank you that you bring the light that we may know more. Then he, Jesus took the cup that represented his blood <clears throat> in the Lord's Supper. Jesus initiated this, and he's asked us to continue doing it until he comes again. He's coming again. But until then, we're going to keep the Lord's Supper. But this represents the total annihilation of sin, the total deletion of sin, the total erasing of the handwriting that was against us, all of it. And so we receive that, and that means condemnation. No condemnation in Christ Jesus. So we receive, let's drink it together, forgiveness of sin. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Say it with me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. And you know, it just keeps coming to me through the, through the message a number of times it came, so I'll just say this today. You know, and that song depicted it. He says, we, we believe in your word, as we believe in it, all will be well. And then go to a world that is dying. Go to a world. But even our own brothers and sisters, if you know someone that wasn't here today, wasn't able to be here for one reason or another, you can, this, John gets this up on the website. This message will be there probably by when? By, by tomorrow morning. You can just click on there and you can... You can send it to someone that you know wasn't here. You could also put a little reminder on it with it, 9 o'clock next Sunday. <laughs> Church is at 9 o'clock next Sunday. But those that weren't able to be here today, just send it to them. This is a word that is so real. And the Lord wants it just proclaimed and told throughout northern Minnesota and wherever. You know, we can send this anywhere that the internet goes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so we receive of you, Lord. And then we also go forth in your name, in the power of your name. And that's the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you guys play, play as we're leaving here today. God bless you. If you have need of prayer, just come to the front and we'll pray for you. We have anointing oil to pray for. If you'd like prayer for healing or whatever. What a fellowship, what a joy to find.